This Metatainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor Metaventure. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor. Established in April 2021, Upland Development United is the oldest and most exclusive and transparent node development collaborative in the Upland Metaverse. Contact more cheese of N68 for more information. Warning! This podcast is produced by Metaverse Ventures Entertainment and contains unsolicited and heavily biased opinions which are solely the views of the individuals involved. It does not include investment advice of any kind and you are responsible for undertaking your own financial, including tax liability research relevant to your own individual circumstances. Thank you for listening to or watching the UDU podcast. This is year three, number 99, presented by Metaverse Ventures Entertainment. More cheese and me, Ben sixty eight, featuring co-host Dak Joe Lives, the agency TB one twenty five members from the Upland Development United team, and of course, general Upland community members. Today's show is recording live on either Tuesday the second or Wednesday the third of May, depending on where you're at in this the meat universe. How are you doing this morning, cheese? Eh. Yeah. My mind is with a kitten outside, so oh, as no. soon as this is done, I'm going to run back out and go. We'll try and blitz through it lickety split for you so you can go and save some strays. <laughs> All right. This week on the show, we'll catch up on some crypto and upland market news. As always, we'll run through our co host segments, although we've got Dak away today, I believe you said. Uh, we'll review and reflect on the London and Birmingham releases. We'll look ahead towards Genesis Week and, of course, celebrate the success of the player node securing the first ever neighborhood spawn collection. We might also have a special guest on later in the show to give us some insights into some of the neighborhood competition data being tracked on the back end. With that being said, let's get stuck into the breaking badly news and take a gander at what's currently happening in some of the crypto and upland markets. Last week we had a look and she was all red, 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 red. We've done a bit of a flippening this week and we've got a lot of green, 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 green. Mm-hmm. So what are we at? Oh, and stupid zooms in the road again. <laughs> um, global crypto market cap up 2.3%, kind of flirting with 1.2 trillion, which is cool. Uh, Bitcoin dominance has also boosted up 1.9%. I wonder, I don't know what's happening in the States. We kind of, I don't know if it was on the one and two show or this show, we talked about how interest rates uh, bumping up yesterday. Australia, it was expected the interest rates was going to be paused, but they went up a full 0.25%. So everybody's kind of starting to really lose their minds. So, and there's also talk, there's a lot of talk about uh, issues with the US dollar and all sorts of scary stuff going on. So, wonder how much that's playing into it, or if it's just the FOMO peeps pumping bags. Hmm. Anywho, we got Bitcoin up 4%. That's flitting with 28,500 US dollars. Ethereum's up 2%, 1,855. Apologies. Wax and engine down a touch. 
I what see happy Mike peeking through your chart. <laughs> What's that? I, happy Mike was peeking through your chart. Oh, before on Twitter? No, no, no. Uh, I don't know. It, it was coming right there. You oh, see there, it? Oh, there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peek-a-boo. Peek-a-boo. Yes. Tron's up a little bit. Flow, Avalanche, <laughs> Shiba, Gala, Engine Wax, all down a touch. There's not a lot happening there in the shit coins. It's just mostly Bitcoin action, Bitcoin Ethereum. So that's interesting to see. Um, upland stuff, transaction volume, we just track the 90-day averages. So that, of course, takes a while to all kind of filter out. We should expect to see this boost up over the next couple of weeks as the data from London and Birmingham kick in. So, yeah, that's up 3.4%. Um, not much change in the daily trading volume. Again, we should see that you know, pick up a bit in the following weeks. Unique active wallets, surprisingly, with such a big release, I was expecting this to boost up a bit more. It's only up 0.5%. Last week was 66,250. This week, 66,580. So didn't really pull too many people out of the woodworks, hmm. which is a bit strange. And total unminted properties down. So we had 226 properties minted. That's, of course, that doesn't take in consideration London and Birmingham. So just to see how I get that data, if I can get zoom out the road. So I think I've got this right. So if this pops up, it should be on upxland.me. I go yeah. to properties overview. I just look at the total total properties and then look at unminted. So I get the unminted figure and then I minus the locked properties. So they, they're, you know, ones that are unavailable, the ones that are above 5,000 up squared or, you know, landmarks and whatnot. So I just do that minus that. So, yes, it was kind of interesting to see. Now, maybe I thought I got something else ready. What did I get ready here? Oh, yeah, Birmingham. Let's have a look here. So, Birmingham, unminted. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where did I go? <laughs> Skipping ahead a bit. So, the floor in Birmingham, Birmingham unminted is 5,200, which is kind of interesting. And the floor in London is 57.5K. Ooh, that's, that's a big un. That's a big floor. So yes, if we look down here, we can have a, actually have a look at Birmingham. So total unminted properties in Birmingham. There's only there was touch over eleven thousand available. There's only nine hundred and forty six remaining. All of those are FSA ones, which is kind of crazy to think how many properties were minted there. Yeah. And if I do this, should show us London. So there was touch <coughs> under twenty thousand available in London, and there's only. 715 unminted available. Hmm. So, yeah, we should see um, all that data in the apologies in the 90 days. That should change, as as I said, moving forward to reflect all that because that's some, that's some pretty significant action gobbling up those two new cities. I did um, these cities that are marked as red that the, the floors are a bit janky. I did go through and have a look this morning. I had a bit of extra time. So, yeah, there is there's one there. I think it might be Detroit, the players in jail. And then well, it might be Chicago, but the other one it says um, it says the price is there, but it doesn't have the owner. The owner must have deleted their account, so that's oh. kind of flogging up the flaws there. But these are the correct figures. So flogging. What's sticking out at you there, Chase? Bronx and Chicago. Whoa, twenty-one percent and fifteen percent down. Why in USD? Ah, yes. So what are we looking at? Bronx, last week, the USD floor was $6 down to $4.95 this week. Yep, that's a 
And Rio, 24%. Jeez. Maria, now, yeah, that's take that with a grain of salt because last week the Rio figure, I didn't fix that one up. So that that could have been bought. But yeah, I I went through and checked it. And I might have missed something too. You know, it's not 100% accurate as I get up at 3 a.m. and do this in a hurry. (laughs) But yes, um, USD floor is getting smashed quite a bit. Yeah. I'm doing a bit of USD flippage myself. Um, San Francisco up on the UPX price. Possibly oh, wow, that's, yeah. it might be to do with people like myself. Like I'm selling for USD, but I'm not selling my existing stock of properties. I'm buying I'm buying the UPEX floor and selling the USD floor. Yeah. So you're pumping one and dropping the other. So I'd imagine that's got a bit to do it. I think I picked up, a dozen San Francisco properties through the week. Yeah. So. <coughs> Sorry. That's all right. And Santa Clara is the same. That floor gets gobbled up. I'm sure if you looked at Rutherford, that'd be the same. Because if you're trying to sell the USD floor from the UPEX floor, you look at the, the disparity between the two. And actually, Manhattan, the disparity between those two, is, it's one of the worst. So you buy a property for you know eighty four thousand, and you try and sell it for thirty eight dollars. Yeah, that's that's much better, much better numbers out there than that. Even though that's the obvious carrot to go for because it's the highest figure to sell for. Yeah. Other than that, I don't have much to say about the markets. Anybody else want to chime in? Markets. Markets. (laughs) There's this. There's this one commercial that gets me every time. It's Dumb and Dumber. And he slaps, Jim Carrey slaps his friend's face. And he's like, ah. he goes, it was a Gannat. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> All right, Cheesy. Is there anything in particular that you want to give us the heads up on that's happening in Upland this week? Ah, Playa del Rey. They won the neighborhood um, ratings challenge. Yes. That's pretty cool. So I was wondering when that would happen. And I'm really grateful that it was announced the first of the month. Sorry. It's very dry here in Arizona. Um, Let's see. We have... The London Open that just happened. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Oh, I had you go in the Block Explorer sale. Oh, I got two of them. I got I didn't get the crown, but I got the other two. Yep. How about you? It was kind of an interesting journey. I got up at two AM and I was nowhere near close. I think it was like fifteen minutes for I was way out for the crown. That was like an hour or something stupid but I was 15 minutes for one of them and 20 minutes for the other. I said, well, bugger that. I'm not staying up for 20 minutes to get these. So, (laughs) But I had some USD sales come through, and I thought, well, I'll pull that money out. So in the process of withdrawing all my funds, because I didn't want to – I wanted to get those funds out of my account so I didn't FOMO into the block for sales because you've got to buy them with USD. So I pulled all – I withdrew all my USD balance – and was just getting ready to turn everything off and go back to bed. And I had a Manhattan sale come through that was $30 or $38 or whatever it was. So I went, ah, and by this stage, it, it had been, you know, 10, 15 minutes. So I waited around for another five minutes and I got, I got, got those two. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. That's that was a long-winded cool. journey, that one. <clears throat> um, they There's also these Genesis Week hype videos that yes. Upland wants us to do. Uh, help us share the excitement, anxiety, and rush that comes with Upland City releases by submitting a video spreading the hype. Submit a 15-second video of yourself on mobile, webcam, camera, whatever. Answering one, two or all of the questions. What has been your favorite release so far? What is your most anticipated release? What's the highest number of UPX you spent for a city release? And quick tips, tip for folks getting ready for the next release. Yes, so you're gonna submit one? No. <laughs> I'll leave it for all the, the, the other more excited people. I mean, I'm excited, but I'm not that excited. Also, I just wanted to show that, are you gonna submit one? Yeah, I'll put something together. And actually, we've got a quips letter in the show from LeBan that's all about this too that was sent through a few weeks ago. So, yeah, I'll, right. I'll send something through. I think I have the basic idea of something in mind. Quick 10-second thing. This is another thing. This was the thing I was telling you about right here. I can't this see little it. llama. Llama for your baby's mama's Oh, mama. you click on that. And it's just. I think they've just changed the button. Events. Well, I can't, I can't, good thing I had these other tabs up because. Oh, there you go. Genesis so it's Superfest. Purchase, you can either purchase tickets, purchase tickets, purchase tickets, purchase tickets, or purchase tickets. Decisions, decisions. <laughs> <laughs> or purchase tickets. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Now, why do you think the colors and the way it's dripping has any sort of indication of what the live band is going to be like the, look here's the speaker dripping yes. it has to mean something it has to mean something yes now and weak now knowing that this was going to come up in the show i did go back and do a bit of homework and oh. i found if you want to jump out of there i'll jump oh yeah in there. show me show me we mentioned this on the one and two show now way back in the day Old mate Scooby did some bit of Snoopy snooping and he managed to find. So this is a post from 25th of January, 2022. So I know there was a lot of talk about this back in the day. So Scooby said here, not sure if this was in was the intended URL, but when one uses the hyperlink partners, meaning on the Upland website, the resulting page is a soccer NFT metaverse page. And he goes on to say, I see that soccer and music are visual subcategories of partners, but the partners would lead to one of them seem weird and redundant. Here's a screenshot. So, yeah, I remember this back in the day. You used to go up here and press about us, and there was a soccer one. So that was there long before any kind of FIFA, Porto, any of that deal was around. We'd been speculating on that for ages, but there was also a music one. And I remember if you clicked on that, there was some info about live music and this, that, and the other thing. So. Perhaps this whole Genesis week is that finally coming to fruition. Ah. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. And we'll be a maybe an excited Scooby if it does. <laughs> I don't know. We we expecting more. Sorry, I let you down there. I was expecting more. I thought you knew who the band was. Like, no, I don't know. I don't. I'm Ben's stuck in the 80s, 80s this. and 90s with bands. I don't know any of the latest shit. I am too. <laughs> Maybe it is from the 80s and 90s. Maybe they've yeah. been hearing me sing. 
in the cafe with my 80s and 90s music. I don't know. What's gooey rainbow stuff? Anybody got a clue? No? Gooey rainbow. <laughs> gooey rainbow stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should. <laughs> oh, what was that, Rob? Oh, I was going to say the checkered flag in the back. Yeah. Yeah. You know. She's mentioned that in the Wine and Cheese show. Yeah. This, this, it's got to mean something. We'll get the info and we'll slap our heads and go, duh, in time. <laughs> All right. We better throw it over to TB125 before we completely derail the show. TB, yeah. can you save us? <laughs> Hello, everybody. I was just trying to derail it by typing stuff in the chat, but it wasn't fast enough. So uh, oh. I, was, I was going to say, I wonder if the the sale of the uh, Smith Center in Las Vegas as a landmark the other week could in any way relate to any musical activities that are going on, because um, that's a pretty popular venue for stuff that's off the strip down there. Um, anywho, over to legit stuff, because that's what you brought me here for. Um, FIFA... I think we'll see some interesting FIFA upticks during uh, Genesis Week. I'm hoping with that um, hackathon that we might get some some interesting interesting new ideas. I'll be interested to see what they come up with, presumably for the Women's World Cup, um, and whether that has any effect on the other FIFA stuff. There seems to be like a decent amount of sales going on in the in the FIFA shops this last couple of weeks. Certainly for lower value stuff, I seem to have two like two or three players in mind who. Will sell them like super cheaper, like three or four hundred upics, and then the other person will buy them and put them straight back up there for five or six hundred upics and make like a hundred upics a time, which sounds like a lot of effort to me, but I get double commission on it, so I can't complain. I make at least or twenty upics on each sale, so <laughs> <I'm getting> <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> um, <laughs> almost covered the fees to run the shop for the week. <laughs> But yeah, so that uh, that should be interesting with the with the FIFA side of things. NFLPA, nothing yet, but now that the draft is done, I would imagine we'll start to see NFLPA stuff kicking off again fairly imminently. Um, whether there's anything dropped in there about that on Genesis Week, I don't know, um, or it might be unrelated, but soon, I'm sure. Uh, Soccer-wise... Aston Villa being my team, I was excited to see that they've been brought into the game, uh, if not a little surprised, because they're not the team I would have guessed that would have been uh, at the forefront of this. But what did surprise me was during the Birmingham release, uh, Villa Park, which is Aston Villa Stadium, there's nothing open around there. They haven't released that section of the city yet. Um so that was interesting to me because I don't know whether that means another release and announcement of some soccer stuff is fairly imminent up there or or whether whether there's anything more to that. Um, but I was I was quite surprised by that one. So we'll see. Uh, maybe there's more football clubs from the, the English Premier League coming up uh, and there'll be a whole bunch of extra cities dropped in so they can open those stadiums or something. Uh, that's just me speculating, though. I have no actual idea. Um, cars. Uh, I'll speak to this a little bit since Dak is not here today. Uh, loads of interest in cars, like sort of in the build-up to London, really. Mainly, I think, uh, from my perspective, selling them. I, I flipped a bunch. I made, like, I sold nearly two million upex worth of cars last month, um, which funded my London spending spree quite nicely, thankfully. Um, 
yeah, although now my stock's pretty much gone, but uh, almost everything I sold was was vans. People are really, really into the cargo vans at the moment. Um, I think there's a lot of anticipation about that sort of stuff becoming a, a gamified aspect of the of the metaverse fairly imminently. So I can understand that. Um, they, they're shifting pretty well, and the passenger ones as well. And then obviously tons of interest in the new Series 1R. I must admit, I paid some USD to buy one um i bought it i paid an extra 200 dollars on top of the the upex price which i thought was pretty reasonable to be honest um so i've got that and i'm not selling it i'm going to sit on that and see what comes of those um but there are still several of them around in the stores for about 1500 dollars, which it's a lot of money but it's nothing compared to what the original uh one hours are going for so maybe not a terrible way to spend uh spend some money if you have that amount kicking around which sadly i do not um and then um the series twos fours the like those other cars they dumped so many of them into the game the other week that uh you know like they were they were still available for a couple of hours after the the sale opened up because i think between people saving for london and just the the number of them that are starting to come in now um they're they're fairly easy to get hold of so people are struggling to shift them on the secondary market so i've I've sold a couple for really low amounts of of upics, like down under 100k, just um, when I was trying to raise some for London. But there's not much of a market for them at the moment. Um, I'd say if if you've got some US dollars to spend, then people are starting to sell them in the stores for like sometimes under 50 bucks every now and again. Once pops up, which again is well below mint. So if they do ever become useful, then uh, there might be something in that. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the other 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 thing really was just like the effect of the twenty twenty three uh, like vehicle releases on the values of the twenty twenty two models. That I haven't really seen any data to back anything up yet, but I'll be really interested to see whether with twenty twenty two being sort of the first year of releases, whether they hold uh, additional value over subsequent years, um, you know, or not. Um, I suspect we'll need a few more years of playing this game before that becomes apparent. But how much the difference is, I don't know. Yeah, we'll probably have to see how it pans out with racing too. If it, if it's fairly mixed in the results, or if we see the twenty threes, you know, consistently powering ahead, it it'll be all interesting to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, I mean that that's true. Once we actually start getting the racetrack uh, mass adventures in, I, I think I might have messed up on mine because I had. 90 degree turns all over the shop now that i understand what they actually meant by 90 degree turns that makes a lot more sense um for anyone who's not tracking it was about when you design your track using clicking along the route you need to make sure there's no 90 degree turns in there so you need five or six points in each corner rather than just one i did Uh, ask about that um because i did the exact same thing they didn't put that information about the rounding the corners off until like it was a day or more after submissions were open and um x1 got back and said that they'll fix it up on their end that's good because i was like Supposedly. Oh, should i put right should i reapply but but then yeah. i'm assuming the only reason that they put that in after day one was because they realized of of the initial applications so hopefully they have at least looked at them which is nice um so i don't i haven't heard of anyone having one approved yet but uh I'll keep keep my ear to the ground uh, and then last one is structure ornaments. Um, I've got my structure ornament showroom now in Las Vegas, but um, 
I don't have a whole ton of things to sell in it. Uh, I've been selling some stuff on behalf of other players, which has been working quite well. But obviously, we still don't have the the player listing capabilities. So it means people have to send stuff to me and then we track it through Google Sheets and things. But yeah, it, it works fine if you've got the trust element there. But uh, it'll be nice once we can actually get that uh, floating through the system more more efficiently with some smart contracts or whatever needs to be put in place. I, I think, uh, same as it is with the cars, I think it relates to the fact that the item needs to be on the property and you can't get the item to the property if you don't own the property. Yeah. Uh, I'm, my guess is that that'll all tie into the vehicular transport and all the rest of it. And I'm sort of secretly secretly hoping for like a big Genesis Week announcement on all of that. So fingers crossed. And that is all I've got for my Legits update for the week. Any questions from the team? Yeah, well, I've got a couple. So the flaw on the Legits prices, do you think that's being held up by people that are trying to move things like um, structure ornaments or decor? You know, with um, it, the, the flaws are interesting. Like certainly on the on the on the decor side of things, um, because the there's so many different varieties. It's really hard to to track in the same way that you can the cars and things like that. Um, Cause you have all, especially looking at the structure ornaments, there's all the different ornaments and then all the different property types that they can go for. Uh, and there's not really, I don't think there's actually enough data from the stores to, to really truly like work out what the values are. Like I, I, I haven't seen many sales of the stuff through my store. So mm. I think what's being listed is not necessarily what people are getting. Yeah. Uh, and that, uh, and also certainly with like the um, the structure ornaments, like the actual look of the item, I think plays a much bigger deal because it's not just rarity. Like I've sold some stuff that is that you know that that has hundreds available, and people are willing to pay a decent amount for it because it looks cool. Yeah. Whereas some which are super rare, but people don't want them because they don't look very interesting. Um, so there's there's some uh, yeah some interesting stuff with that like those ones like the wraps like you've got down at your uh, your showroom um, that has the wraps around the buildings those ones really stand out so I think there's those ones have been probably the most uh, saleable on my store so far um, for some reason nobody wants those creepy kid Halloween ones from last year but <laughs> the lumps of flesh chucked on the roofs yeah <laughs> yes. All right. What, what about um? You're running three meta ventures. Uh, we do know yeah. that Venture Juice has just came come in for April. Are you able or willing to share what kind of burden that is for yourself? Like you had a pretty decent month for car sales, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm just going to pull it up now because I can give you the exact figures. Uh, there's nothing really to hide on meta ventures. I think some people feel like there's some behind the scenes, like sneaky stuff going on between different people. I I have never had any contact from the Upland team in relation to my meta ventures, other than the emails telling me that they're approved. Um, I think I, why I why I got three of them, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's just because there's not that many applications in Vegas versus other, other cities. Um, or whether they have some kind of matrix that they use to determine who gets stuff or whether it's just luck. Um, but um, yeah, so my uh, Vegas Exotics at 727 Fremont Street, in case anyone wants to go and look at all of my other cars kicking around there, uh, I paid 21,000 UPEX uh, yesterday for my Venture Jews, and that was off sales of about 2 million UPEX. So I think that's actually quite reasonable. Mm. Um, 
the uh, and obviously the advantage of that one for me is because most of the cars were mine rather than being sold on behalf of other people that that money was into my account so i don't feel don't feel too hard done by on that one um Fremont Fanatics, my FIFA store. Uh, that one I paid five hundred upics, um, which again is probably right. I, I, I five hundred upics, so that's like one treasure chest or two treasure chests. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it also probably correlates correlates to how much upics uh, I've earned from it because I probably haven't made more than two thousand upics in actual uh, money or actual trades from it because. Yeah, even even with a ten percent commission, when everything's being sold for three, four, five hundred upics, you're not making vast sums of cash or upics out of it. Um, and then my uh, my ornaments was six hundred upics, so kind of along along the same lines. Um, it, it does seem to me that the the amount you pay is is in relation to the amount you earn rather than the amount you sell. Um, because my my ornament store, I've only sold two or three things, and yet the you know the value of what I've sold went straight into my account. Whereas with the um, with the FIFA store, I'm only getting the commission, and the rest of that income goes straight to the players. Yeah. So I think I think they are charging it based on the commission for the ones that you earn commission on, and on um, and on the sales price for the other ones because it's assumed that you owe them. Um, but so all in all, it's not super expensive to to run a store is what is what I would say. Um, I would also throw a note of caution on there, which is according to Upland, it's based on the median contributions into the community pool from each city. Yeah. Well, I'm the only person with a store in my city for most of the things. Well, that that's interesting to know. So all the dates related to you. And yeah, the reason why I kind of bring that up is um, I've had a lot of people ask with um, our map assets store i gotta get used to calling it now um for samurai aquatics like what's the venture dues on that and we haven't had any venture dues until this month so the first one come in and i was very interested to, to see what it was but it was only three thousand upex and i was like huh. well that, that just seems crazy low but and i guess it depends on what the other the other stores in san francisco have sold as well in that time so yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting point because if you're if you're doing it with other stores around there, and there and there's twenty other stores that are empty because they haven't actually got anything to sell in them yet, mm. then I think as a as someone who's retailing more stuff, you can probably benefit quite nicely in terms of the um, the payments. Likewise, if you've got a store and you're not putting in the effort to sell things from it, you're going to end up paying more than you earn. So I actually think from a, and not everyone will agree with me on this, but I actually think as a as a starting point for running the businesses, you know, think of it as a tax, it's actually not unreasonable because if you put lots of work into your store, then you end up paying a relatively better price per month to run it. Whereas if you're not putting the effort in to sell things from your store, then you're not going to, you're going to end up paying more relative to what you've sold. Yeah, it's kind of surprising with all of that in mind just to then go around and have a look at the map and to see how many stores are actually closed because they haven't paid their fees. It's kind of getting a bit um, redonkulous almost how many closed shops there are. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I think a lot of people assume that once you get one of these meta ventures, you're just raking in the Upex. Yeah. Uh, and it is not true. Like it, and I'm not surprised to see lots of closed stores because if it wasn't for the fact that I had a bit of time on my hands right now, 
I'd be asking myself whether it's really worth the effort. Mm. Like, it's cool to have a store, but the only one that's actually like provided me with any value is the the cars. Um, and that's only because I've been buying them in US dollars and then selling them through my store in Upex and therefore essentially just getting my USD into the game in a more efficient way than than just buying Upex from the store. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think a lot of people are assuming or hoping that stuff's going to start really ramping up in Upland soon and that will trigger more interest in shopping in the stores. Um, but yeah, right now it's it, it's a small enterprise, I would say. Probably all needs that scary U word, utility. Yes. Yes, hundred um, percent. Have to wait and see. See what happens at Genesis Week. See what announcements we get. That that'll probably all set the course for where we go in the next, you know, in the next year or so. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Mike, for giving us those extra okay. insights. And we might, so we, as I said, we don't have DAC in today, so we might head straight on over to you, Robbo, if you're around. Rob, Rob. Hot boy. That's what Jasmine calls him. Hot boy. The, the hot boy. Well, there's no hot boys unless. Uh, I don't know. Jo- Can he back that up? He might Joe be lives this year. Hey, Jeff, it like it's hot boy. Wait, I don't see his little llama. Oh, um, he's, he's done the box. Rob is having some things to deal with in real life, and uh, it's possible he can't make it. Oh, that's all right. Shame. All right. Well, he did. Rob did send me through the link, so we might as well have a look and yeah, you and I could. It. Yeah, we'll 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 yeah. All right, take it away, Chase. I don't know what edition we're up to. Episode. 30 maybe? I don't know. Oh, drop it like it's hot? Yeah. Drop it like it's hot. Ooh, let's get started. Well, the first link that they've sent through is... Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. Flintstones Funko Pops. That looks so cute. I have been FOMOing into all of these um, Funko drops that they've been advertising for us. Um, This one I'm not going to be able to because I'm shit out of wax because i went and <laughs> i gobbled up a bunch of tales of the crypto stuff including more of the what do they call them undead heads or whatever like your more cheese one so i can get yeah. the free packs yeah <laughs> i bought a whole bunch of those so anyhow uh flintstones what have we got standard packs that's pretty normal <clears> 10 <throat> bucks premium packs 30 dollars. and what do you get for that well you get all sorts of cool stuff wilma barney you get 15 digital pops so this is really pulling at the old um, Gen X yeah. heartstrings here, this one. Oh, yeah. Even the boomers will be modern being on this. So. I used to watch. I even went to the movies to see the movie version with uh, Rick Moranis yeah. and the guy from Roseanne, dad from Roseanne was Fred. The hell is uh, his name? Goodman. What's his Goodman, name? John Goodman. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I was, I was into the Flintstones. And what was the other one, the future one? What was that one? Jetsons. Yes, those were the two big big ones back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to get nostalgic, get on over and pick yourself up some Funkos, and that's happening Tuesday, May, May 9th to 11th. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, and that, yeah, the main pack is May 10th. So, 
you got plenty of time to get ready for that one. Next up, we've got is something called Asteroid Bots. Asteroid <laughs> Bots are collectible NFTs on the Wax blockchain. Oh, wow. The, the, very spacey. Yeah, we don't have the info here. So what do we got here? Attention, Asteroid Bot enthusiasts. We are excited to announce the launch of our spaceship NFTs and Gen 2 asteroids at May 1st. So it's already live. We're giving away one gold pack in honor of the spaceship drop. Follow, like, retweet. I don't know, asteroid bots. Might be another one of these building things. <clears throat> Check that one out if you like asteroids or if you like bots. <laughs> Next one. Like ster steroids. <laughs> <laughs> um, Apologies, Robin space Joe. <laughs> space power. Space power is an NFT space strategy power. game based on the Wax blockchain. <laughs> the game has play-to-earn features where players will be rewarded with tokens and valuable NFTs. <clears throat> it's actually, the art on this looks pretty cool. I was checking this yeah. out before. Assuming that it's not all AI generated. I don't know. That <laughs> probably is. Cool. <laughs> that one definitely does. That one looks AI-ish. Apologies yeah. if it's not. But yes. I don't know what this is. It looks like. Crates, starter packs. Oh, another like card game maybe type thing like Warsaken. Oh, it might be, yeah. And so this one's already live too, April 19th. So go ahead and check that out. And then I think they, they were going to wrap up with a couple of their favorites. Cat stickers. What is Aww. it? Cat a day or something, isn't it? That's... Aww, I'm thinking about the kitten again. If you like some cat stickers, jump on over and grab those <clears> up. <throat> and last but not least, probably re in reality, this is probably the only NFT project that I have maintained any sort of focus or interest in is the tales of the crypto yeah. those um those guys always got something going on we should probably get them back on the one two show to get an update as well because yeah. since we've had a chat to them it's been so a while is, is the game live yeah it's been live they they keep um evolving and updating it as it should be yeah, um, I just keep, so yeah i just keep um getting my free packs and blending the mushrooms i have fun blending mushrooms <laughs> All right. Apologies, Rob and Joe, but that's it for this episode. So. <laughs> Jumping like it's hot. Jumping like it's yeah. hot. Instead of the hot boys, we got the Dorcases. We got the wine and cheese show. <laughs> the unprepared wine and cheese show. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now, I don't know. Is Rock in yet? Let me see here. I don't believe so. Maybe. All right. Who's Wesley? Sure. I, that reminds me, I got to change my name too. Wesley Westervelt. <laughs> All right. Westervelt. Um, we'll stall for a bit longer because it's another five minutes before I told Rock to go in. But we could kind of front load that with some chitty chatting. So, yes, we did see that Player Del Rey managed to secure the first neighborhood collection or spawn collection, which is very cool to see. Um, they got a bit of a challenge right at the end there. I think Chelsea made a big push. And it was also, of course, Century City was right on their hineys, but <laughs> player managed to hold out and take the win. Now, just for interest sake, I went and had a look and checked it out before. Did you um, did you manage to get yourself any properties in play? Me, Did no. You? No? No. I grabbed a few back in the day, and I was just looking at the floor. We're looking at the player Delray floor now. Wow, for... look at you. UPX price, oh, you're I... looking at 82. If you want to get a three set, 
you know, 82,000 to 88,000. That's not um, bad. That's definitely doable. I wonder what the USD side is. Let's have a look there. USD <coughs> loading, loading 45, and, um, 65, 70 USD. So it's definitely we, doable. We got a player in the uh, in the chat here, Mr. BC. Oh, BC. Now, um, slap me if I'm speaking out of place, but I believe there may have been a bit of drama kicking off in the back end related to all of the underpinnings. I don't know if you want to touch on that. Now, keeping in mind that this isn't a shit-slinging platform, but if you wanted to speak to that or anything, um, if you're there, BC, congratulations yeah, here, first and Thank foremost. You. Thank you. Um, you know, everybody worked really hard. It was a great um, achievement, you know. And, um, yeah, a little bit of drama, but that's fine. Um, you know, I was booted. I don't know why I don't nothing. So, um, I made a, you know, I made a good play Delray server, I think. And I hope everybody would, uh, invite you guys to join that. And, um, so yeah, I told you also last week, I'd, I'd give you guys the hint, you know, the secret to winning. And yes. the truth is, I really don't know. <laughs> it's no i got i think i have some good ideas because it's um what what really happened is i don't even think anybody in play can explain why we landed at the top you know of the leaderboard in the beginning of the competition we were in second place and but we did we landed at the top and we worked hard to defend it but um what i observed i think that put us over the top maybe would be spark 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 build 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 and um we just staked a lot of spark and built a lot of properties. Um, bef right before this competition started, the neighborhood competition, we had had a million UPX giveaway for building contest. So maybe it was the sudden all the builds at once that put us yeah. um, up there. I don't know, but um, you know, we also use the UPX Spark Exchange. They're great um for helping us stake Spark in Playa. And um, I came across the Upland Construction Company too that I've never worked with, and they there you can stake Spark on other people's properties. So yep. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. And um, yeah, people just went hard. A lot of big players did a lot of a lot of um upx maybe a lot of cash it was just it was just vicious <laughs> yeah well first and foremost yeah we just want to extend congratulations um you know we're no strangers to controversy and drama at the udu so we, we hope that all plays out and smooths itself out but yeah congratulations to you cave and, and everybody else that's involved in player um it is a bit of a mystery i know there's a bunch of people from century city you know asking wtf you know they seem to be leading in most of the stats that are being tracked however <laughs> there's clearly some underlying thing that we're not aware of it might be as you say like you know um old projects like uh well when i say old i mean relatively old century city and midtown terrace and that we have done a lot of our building prior to all of this coming to light. So you're right. It, it may be that, you know, you had so much spark staked on within a certain time period or who knows. It, it is kind of frustrating that the team isn't more open to how this is all being calculated. But at the end of the day, you're, yeah, the, big, you're the big winners and you're eating the chicken dinners. Well, and I had some other thoughts. We'd like, um, um, 
You know, some neighborhoods stick to only one kind of uh, building, you know, throughout, and it's beautiful. It looks great, you know, and yep. there's a lot of great neighborhoods. And um, what in Playa del Rey, everybody's free to do what they want and build what they want. So we did focus on apartment buildings um, during the competition because that was our most sparked um, thing. But another thing I noticed about Chelsea, Chelsea could take big jumps, you know. We, we stayed steady and went increased, but Chelsea was able to take these big jumps and they were only staking like 400 spark, like half the spark we were, we were staking 1250 at some points. And, um, what I think it was is that they have these skyscrapers that are 8,000, 9,000 spark to complete, you know? And I think when, every time one of those completed, it, it bumped them up really high. Yeah. So the larger buildings are great. Maybe, um, a note in New York that has that advantage would be great to, to put in work and um best of luck to every neighborhood and uh, appreciate you guys thinking no worries mate and yeah uh, there's definitely factors there that the community isn't aware of that plays a big role i don't know chase did you have your finger on the pulse are you aware of anything else that's been kicking around as far as what may have you know helped contribute to players big win i don't i think um Everybody was just very coordinated and on top of things when getting things built. Um, they were using their own spark for spark trains. Like I notice nowadays people um, just kind of rallying people to build, but not really offering spark, their own spark. Um, I know you and I would do that as well. We would we would put our spark on other people's builds and the, the variety of builds. I know <clears throat> the, the apartment buildings are the best thing, but you do need a variety of sorts. And, and how many businesses do you have there? Uh, BC, do you know offhand? Like meta ventures? Push the wrong button turn my video off. Um, <laughs> just offhand. I think maybe uh, there's a spark exchange in there that may that that we found out i think did an advantage and um oh brian is saying three meta ventures so okay. that's really good thanks brian I know, <laughs> brian's a true player man yeah put your video on well introduce yourself if you like he I plays video games with us not oh you guys know him? i just came familiar with him he's got great enthusiasm and yeah um, he's a really cool guy thanks brian so yeah congratulations again that's awesome Yes. Now, speaking of we're, us not really knowing what's going on with neighbourhoods, um, with the scores and that, we do have somebody in today that maybe be able to give us a bit of insight in there. So we do have, now, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, Rock Drigo, who is a manager from the Quailwood Node in Bakersfield. And he's put a bunch of very cool neighbourhood ratings charts together that you may have seen pop up here, there and around the place. So you there, mate. Yeah, very good. Glad to be here with you guys. It's incredible. And no yeah, I'm come from Quailwood. I'm, yeah, you cannot see it quite. Yeah, sorry for that. Quailwood's a very, that's an old neighborhood project as well. It's an old neighborhood note. Yeah, it is. We, we started back from the Tarpy contest that was uh, building back then. Uh, and then, yeah, we, we started uh, in Quailwood because we saw the opportunity that um, that that neighbor, that neighborhood had because it had uh, big plots. So it would fit very uh, well, the luxury ranches uh, very well. And that would also uh, give us a, a benefit into the into the Spark per hour contribution per property. 
so we definitely took that advantage and uh, started building luxury ranches um, train by train uh, all together. Uh, we've been doing that since, yeah, since we started. Um, we, we did have a pause uh, when the ratings were announced, uh, I think like a month, two, and a, two months ago, uh, because we knew that uh, precisely Spark was going to be a, a, a limited uh, asset uh, that we have. Uh, also that we have only 660 properties uh, in total. So uh, yeah, we had to do something about that. And yeah, uh, so rating started on April 4th. And fortunately, I was, um, uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to uh, download all the data and uh, started doing some great charts. Let me share your, my screen with you guys. Uh, yeah, is this something you initially did to help yourselves out and then you just pushed it wide or is this something you planned as you created it to get out there for the community? Um, I think it was since the start, it was uh, for the community itself, not only for me or us. Uh, and basically to try to understand how uh, the, the changes are impacting and uh, we, we won't be able to to know if we try alone. Yep. Uh, yeah, so we, we definitely have to share uh, our insights and uh, with all the community and that would definitely help us uh, know better, understand why, yeah, as, as uh, BTC for Fun was saying, how Chelsea was jumping. Uh, so we can know they were jumping because mainly of these charts. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't be uh, obtaining uh, th that kind of insight. So yeah, I definitely started doing it and, and uh, it uh, evolved to now uh, a Twitter version of it. So I think people like it and I'm trying to make everyone aware of, of the situation and also getting their feedback uh, to, to improve things and also to um, to make things better for everyone, no? As to, to understand how can we improve the ratings. Uh, so basically, I've done uh, three tabs here. Uh, we can see the top 20 hoods. So it's basically the, the top 20s, and we're focused on that and whatnot. Are you but... able to share screen that for us so we can see what oh, you're talking about? Yeah, I thought I was sharing already. Uh, dun, dun, dun. That's great, Rodrigo. You know, those charts really helped, and that's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for that. It, it, it definitely helps. You can see the screen now? Yes, all good, mate. All right. So, um, and do you see yourselves here and you don't see the end of the graph, right? Yep, that's Look correct. Here. Uh, now we can't see the end, yep. Yeah, okay. So basically, yeah, as, as BDC for Fun uh, was saying, uh, they were jumping, but like these jumps were, uh, were very high and we would need to understand what, what they were doing in order to, to for other hoods to improve or uh, what other hoods are doing that they are not getting points like Portage Park because uh, mm. they, they dropped here. They uh, Everyone got a jump here. Uh, not everyone got the jump, uh, positive jump, but some uh, went down. We, we'll see that later. Uh, but yeah, we, you can see how they, they were behaving and how they were all very, very close to, to get to the top uh, place. Uh, this is already up to yesterday, uh, May 1st. And um, yeah, I created three different uh, graphics here. Hope they, they will uh, help you guys also understand 
uh, your neighborhood situation. Um, That's very here, weird how they all jumped at the same time. It, I believe there was a an improvement or a modification in in Upland's algorithm that made that uh, that made it because yeah it, it was for everybody. I'll, I'll we'll see it in the next chart, but yeah, and for example, North Waterfront uh, had one of the worst uh, on on that day. Wow, they, they fell Look at over here. Which one? All the way at the top. All the way at the top. All the way at the top. Yes. That's my note. All right. <laughs> you, you can select it and, and then yeah, you can see all the all this history that has been. Um I, on the on the first days I I was just recollecting the top fifties uh, uh, data until I saw that I could export the data and that uh, simplified everything. So I could uh. do it for all the all the all the rate. Things, all the neighborhoods. So uh, you can select uh, your range here to see which could be your uh, your your neighborhood. Or on the last one, I also put some filters that should help you um, filter <laughs> that. Let me fix. Yeah, these are all the hoods. That looks like a hairy mess. Yes, it is. Yeah, well, but, that's um, yeah, that that kind of makes sense that they all had that jump because yeah, they did recalibrate the figures at that one point there. So yeah, yeah exactly. Thinking about it. So uh, here you can select by city, for example. So let's check London how they're doing, and you could select by uh, each hood if you want uh, mm, and check cool. which one would it be. But for example, here, yeah, you can start to see uh, some nice trends from Bishopsgate, uh, being trained in London. Um, Knightsbridge hasn't grown that much there. Uh, Harrow Road started falling a little bit. Uh, cheap might be not that cheap, but they are growing. And yeah, it's quite interesting to see each of the of the cities. Um, let's see Manhattan. And for example, you can see Murray Hill already dropped to mm, dropped off a cliff. Yeah, hundred and sixty-nine already there. Some of those big drops is probably related to people jumping out, changing their home residences as they kind of jump on the the FOMO bandwagons and stuff. Yeah, I mean here uh, south of Market, I'm not sure if south of Market is actually a node or they are doing something. Um, yep. But look at this, so. They didn't start uh, very good. They weren't doing that much. They started falling. They started falling. And suddenly the FOMO started growing, uh, getting in, and suddenly more. So, th yeah, these were mainly sales there and, and residential changes. Yeah, they're quickly catching up to Midtown Terrace, which is the leader in San Francisco. And which is it's interesting to see, yeah. if you click on Midtown Terrace, like we've done nothing as far as trying to promote our score. We've done nothing at all except just kick along as we are. And it's kind of ridden up and down. What what's the actual metrics that you're tracking here? Is it just what's been published, or do you have uh, some yeah, special just what, insight? Just what's been published, and I'm using yeah. both numbers: the the rank eight d eight decimal number and the uh, and the rank the actual rank. So, for example, you can see that Chelsea is actually at rank two, but oh. the rating number is three thirteen point four five eight one. So the 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 line is stayed on the rating number, and I'm just adding on the on the tooltip the the rank so you know which rank is it. Uh, 
because for example, Dogpatch, you can see that Dogpatch is quite comfy right now because they <laughs> won't have any competition uh, whatsoever. But uh, Sherwood Forest, Quailwood, uh, Praia de Bandera and Hell's Kitchen, we are fighting like between 13.13 .13 and uh, 13.11. So yep. just like two decimals. Yes. Now, are you tracking, um, oh, sorry, are you updating this daily or how, like this This would appear to update faster than the official Upland one does? I wish, I wish. No, no. but yeah, it, it is a daily update, a manual daily update from, from the Upland uh, data table. Mm. Uh, fortunately, they were, um, they, they were, the, the, they gave us permission to export that data because on the, on the neighborhood data that contains the amount of uh, residents, you cannot export that. So you can attract that with those changes like this. Uh, so yeah, fortunately I can export that uh, data. So when they update it, I try my best to, to update the, the, all the charts and everything um, as soon as possible. But yeah, yeah, it they must be, sorry, it, it must be kind of bewildering to, for the Century City folks. Like I know that they've done a bunch of work to try and, work towards boosting their score but it's really it plateaued there a little bit and then it's just flattened right out meanwhile you see some of the other ones like chelsea's just rocketed ahead like look at the look at chelsea's yeah. chance unprecedented in comparison to the rest of the graph so yeah i i, I was talking with someone in in uh, hold on let, let me take the, which one let me take player back uh, um, so yeah, Central City hasn't done too much, and uh, when they started changing uh, towards the new London node, then uh, they, it, it, you can see that they started moving here mm. to London. So it, it's going to be all the way down from, from there on, I would believe. Um, and you can see also uh, Playa El Rey. Playa El Rey were very good at the beginning, were very steady, but they weren't growing as quick as Chelsea. Yep. So I would think one or two more days and Chelsea would have, might have got, got them, first yeah. place. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, I, I don't think there's any competition for Chelsea for the month of May. No. And yeah. I, I, even, yeah, for for June, we, mm. it's going to be interesting what happens here yes very much so all right well, then for we... your midtown terrace uh you probably sold some map assets right so that would help in your neighborhood feeding i don't know that the the sales in uh in the showroom counts to that uh, we this um the last month in the showroom there's been pretty much zero sales there hasn't been much at all with everything else with cars and everything going on so no not a lot there at all really um, as I said, we, we've done nothing in Midtown Terrace at all to try and chase the score, boost the score. So I don't know. You know, there's there's no point showing our hand now when Century, uh, sorry, when um, Chelsea is so far ahead and Century City is so far ahead. It would make sense to hold back until you know we've had six or seven months and we're kind of at that front run type, and then the UDU will get together as a team and you know potentially discuss how we can maybe boost our score a bit, but. Up until then, we'll just keep kicking along. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and the next step that is going to uh, start at some point um, from Upland for, for the exclusive collection or for the exclusive status. Yeah. So we'll, hopefully we'll start having two charts soon. Awesome. Well, if people want to keep up to date with everything you've got going, 
got going on, what's the best way to do so? And you mentioned Twitter there. What's your Twitter handle? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I have no idea, really. Well, uh, if if you can is... send that to me, I'll patch that in the the description links too. So. Yeah, please. It has to do with Quailwood, but I'm I don't remember what was the handle. Sorry. Yeah, I'll send it along. Awesome, mate. Well, thank you very much for that. And I know Cheese has got some news to jump into. So we'll get Yeah, to... I, I just wanted if possible to ask more cheese a question. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, I was wondering if in your uh, metaverse McDonald's are the ice creams uh, machines going to work or not? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Nice they're one. never gonna work. I don't think you ever want McDonald's yeah. ice cream, even though their vanilla ice cream is extremely amazing. It is. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> no worries, Mike. Uh, so this just dropped right now. London map acids. Uh, add some British flavor with London map acids. So this is like the gnomes. Um, there's 14 on the map acid chess piece designs currently in production at the newly established Upland Bureau factory. These map assets will be available for purchase at any of the five newly opened Upland Bureau showroom locations throughout Upland. Where are they? Well, he here are the horse head. Oh, that's kind of yeah. interesting. What are the prices on these? Uh, Reasonable-ish. Now, is he doing karate or is he doing the Macarena? He's doing that stance, whatever that is. The sprinkler. He's doing the sprinkler. Oh, the sprinkler. Yeah, yeah, I think he's doing the sprinkler. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so these look cool. These look cool. How to get one. Uh, let me put this. All right. So here are the showroom, Upland Bureau showroom addresses. Where's the San Francisco showroom? Whatever happened to the good old days, San Francisco first. Come on. San Francisco first, right? Uh, at least know. they have one in Los Angeles, which is near us. But uh, I bet you Nubex will get all of these again. <laughs> yes. Um, I am. The, I, I did a quick little roundabout numbering on this. And if you wanted to get all the pieces for one player. Yep. It's like just under 300K. Oh, so you'd have each one individual. Yeah. I mean, the supply on those are so low. They, they're just going to be gobbled up. There'll be people, like you said, um, fiend nubex will sit at the showroom and gobble them up, lickety split. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not playing that game. It's not for me. Oh. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, we did have oh. two. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, uh, just to say. Uh, uh, oh, there's a giveaway for the rare. On me, I don't know what any of this means, but <laughs> so you're gonna have to do some competitions or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody has a hope in hell of buying those all themselves straight up. You're gonna have to grind away at the secondaries i would imagine what's um b ryan's b ryan what has is said 290k to get all the pieces for one player 560k to get the full board Woo. what is a full board so it's like chess pieces so you got to get one of each one. Oh, like both sides yeah oh all right yes expensive <laughs> 
Might need some teamwork mm. to get that sorted out. Teamwork. Um, so uh, we haven't really mentioned too. Does anybody want to speak to their experiences in the London or Birmingham releases? How'd everybody go? I kind of already outlined what I did on the one and two show, which was get up. I can share what happened to me. Take uh, it away, Jace. All right. I got absolutely nothing in the first minute because every single prop that I clicked on, that buy button was grayed out. I was like so frustrated. So, Where were uh, you? I was right by the train station. I was just trying to get a small prop <sighs> by the train station. Because I well, always come on. That. Come on. Yeah, That's like the I most had... in-demand place. Yeah, but Ben, I've had such good success in the past. I've been getting ones near the train station for like the last several releases. So I didn't think it. And also, this one had loads of props by the train station. Mm. Yeah, and the prices so then, were high too. Mm. Then I, Yeah, it was really expensive. But then I, I really panicked and FOMO'd. And I clicked on like the only thing that I could buy. And it was nearly 1 million Upex. But Whoa. I ended up buying... Um, this 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 prop in Whitehall and I wikied it and it turned out that it's going to be where the parliament is going to temporarily move to. Oh that's a good and it's pick a up listed then? building. Sorry? That's a good pickup then? Yeah, but it was it was really expensive, Ben. And I'm not like a whale like you, right? It takes me years to get uh, one million optics. Chunky dolphin. Chunky bloated. Yeah whatever you want to call it, inflated. Yeah, I got to work on my BMI. So you just got that one. Oh, no. And then um, and then I FOMO'd into another thing because I, I found something at the Strand that I really liked. And, and I go there. I've Like, I've been there before physically. So I ended up getting a Strand property, which is merely, I think, 600,000 upics. Hmm. So I'm, I'm feeling a bit poor compared to what i had before you'll have to go and hold detex and he blew his entire wad as well i believe chasing the fomo dragon but it yes. didn't end there ben oh it didn't end there. but wait there's more there's more it's like 30 or 40 minutes into it uh there was a there's another property did did you did you know that nightwood nicewood or or nice bridge is is some sort of like a mega node? Yeah, it's been called a super node, a meta node, a mega node. Yeah, it's basically it's how do I put this? It's in a roundabout way, it's very good to see that the upland community has finally started to get their head around what a node actually is. A node is has never been a singular neighborhood development project. It's always been something that's supposed to be tied to other projects, like hence the UDU umbrella. And we've seen this with Upex World now has come on board where they have several neighbourhood projects underneath them. Well, this Knightsbridge thing is very similar to that. Instead of having like an umbrella branding, for example, UDU, they've got an umbrella node. So the node is Knightsbridge and then they've got uh, representatives from a whole bunch of the different you know, neighborhood development projects have come together to unite and coordinate under that as the banner. Um, we did get wind of this early on. Uh, we kind of chose to sit it out or wait and see approach. Um, we've seen so many of these kind of community endeavors come and go because they just dissolve into drama. I'm hoping that's not the case with this one, but uh, 
yeah, as a team, we'll just sit by the sidelines and see how it all pans out. So I got a tip from a source uh, about a possible like a collection in one of the streets. So I FOMO'd into that. Nice. Yeah, it's because of the, I think that was the most expensive hood in the whole release, wasn't it? It if was not, pretty expensive. Why not? Cheese? What, I want to know what the street is that you... That I FOMO'd about. into? Well, um, you'll just have to wait until the release. I'll either have a woohoo or I'll have a... <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if it's the same street I FOMO'd into. Oh, let's let's talk. It's, <laughs> well, it's sold out. What, what are you what are you freaking out about? It's sold out, isn't it? Yeah, it's all sold out. You can only the one I'm in, you can only get second second market. Does it yes, start with the letter B? H. Oh, it's a different one then. You're feeling the FOMO dragon again. But yes. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if Knightsbridge is just a collection under its own right, seeing as though, you know, the sticker price. And, yeah. So big. Well, it might be like a Bel Air. It might be an exclusive like that. I'll have to wait and see. But yes, there, there is. Um, if you are an individual node project and you want to get involved in a something that's bigger than you, and you want to touch base with other node projects, it may be something that you might want to look into. Um, yes. And Shaka said, yeah, Shaka. Shaka, it turns out Knightsbridge is the most expensive zip code in the entire universe. That's what I told you before, but I found yeah. out from Shaq. So nice. <laughs> it's yes, like a circle my, of life. <laughs> my street has all the proper, uh, all the proper honchos living there. Honchos. Nice. Yeah. Honchos. We'll and honchos. we have, um, we must have the collection <laughs> reveal must be coming up. Is that this week? It's usually, usually a week like after. One yeah. yeah. I haven't heard wind of that yet. Uh, yes. All right. Anybody else want to share London stories? Woe is me. Hoorays. Everyone's still tight-lipped until collection reveal. <laughs> I got I got um, two in a place I was trying to get into. I don't know if it's something that we talk about now, Brian, but I was able to get two in there, which was awesome. Yes, because you've got a secret little minting club, don't you, with Banana and a few other people in there? Yeah, Brian's the leader. Oh, very cool. Follow oh yeah, yeah. All right, Bread Street. He he announced it. All right, whew. Because <laughs> I'm bad at secrets, people. <laughs> Bread Streets. Hey, oh, UP's in bread. the house. Woohoo. Woohoo. All right, we're just wrapping up the show. So unless anybody else has some stories to share, we'll get moving. Jazzy, Jazz, did you manage to do a, a snapshotty? Oh, crap. I forgot. Damn. That's all right. We can do it live. Um, TB125 said he grabbed a couple in London and then went to Birmingham and got some great stuff there. Uh -huh. Yeah, I just I minted three in London and then just picked up a few in Birmingham on the secondary myself. You want me to type it up now for you? Oh, that's all right. We'll just do it live. We still got 13 minutes, so that'll, we'll just stretch her out. Let's see. Um let me bring it up. So as you know, oh, no, I forgot something. Uh -oh. Yeah, you can do that, Jazz, while I do this quippy quips. We nearly forgot oh, yeah. Levan's quips. So if you 
you know, should know what Clips is by now. It's, you know, questions, insights, provocations, statements. If you have something you want to send through for us to talk about, there's a Google form link in the description, yada, yada, yada. You can win a prize. Yay, yay, yay. Um, so this week's Clips was sent to us by LeBan, who asks, one for the old timers, or now with this latest Upland Hype Award thing, it might be for the new timers as well. What are your best memories from Upland in 2020 and 2021? Lock Explorers Trails, um, Star Formed, I think uh, he's referring to the sea urchins, we used to call them, vanilla releases, community-based tours with Block Explorers as prizes, no captures, lots of lag, unminted San Francisco and Manhattan. Um, he's dropped two names there. I won't say the names. I'll just call them Dead Shits and Dead Shit and Dick. <laughs> um, no Fiat Outs. Thanks for that, LeBan. Oh, <laughs> Halloween sign is headed your way. What do you think? If you're here in the 2020s and 2021s, what's your favourite memory? Take a step. Of this past year? Back. No, 2020-2021. Oh, meeting your crazy ass. Meeting my crazy ass. Oh, that's nice. Finsky <laughs> in chat said, Min- minting Midtown Terrace. Yeah, I'd have to say for me, and I think this is probably what I'll do my hype video on, it'll be the um, Manhattan race to Wall Street. That was epic. And, of course, it helped. Remember that, that story. Of course, it helped that I minted three, so that was quite nice. But, yeah, that was that was an absolutely epic day. It was crazy. All right. Anybody else want to share? Doesn't matter if you weren't here that that far away, that long ago. 2022, maybe. No? My gosh, you're a secretive bunch. What are you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, for me, I had, um, I started with Staten Island. Mm. For me, it was like heaven until I understood that it was the trash of New York and <laughs> not the best place. Yes, yes. Well, that was, if I remember correctly, that was quite a, a smooth release compared to compared to Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Burn, and everything that we'd had similarly before. So, you know, yeah, Staten Island release was was quite smooth. Mm. Yeah, Staten Island is a dump. I think that's their slogan: "The trash of New York." <laughs> yeah, come on by. <laughs> no, throw your trash at us. <laughs> I, I was meeting uh, everything there because I thought it was a, a nice island there. I, I didn't understand New York or anything. I'm from Mexico. Um, so, yeah, it, it was my uh, treasure hunting heaven. It was my uh, base of uh, operations until, yeah. Oh, it is the trash of New York. Let's get out of here. Wow. It, it was nice to mint, though, and then kind of flip for two to three times because pe- a lot of people loved it for treasure hunting back in the days. So I was able to get rid of a lot of mine for a decently priced. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the price of state in Ireland wasn't that bad as, as for example, yeah. Detroit or even Queens, I think. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and like I said, you, you've been around for, for a, quite a while. Anybody else? Anybody else been around for a while? I kind of miss uh, non-vanilla releases. It was kind of yeah. nice. You know, knowing exactly where everything was. And even though it was overpriced, I mean, you got the the multiplier from it where it's like, man, I I would, you know, go buy something second market and just be guessing on it. And even if it was a collection, you way overpaid. Yep. You know, I mean, that was just kind of one of the things that I really enjoyed. I wonder if they'll ever do that again, though. I think yeah. it would be a hacker's paradise if we ever got a non-vanilla a vanilla again. When was the last one? Maybe Kansas? Was that 
the last one? I, I think so. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember going after Troost. Yeah. And that was a bit of a clusterfuck, shall we say? Right. Oh, yeah. I, I think that was two times they tried to release the cities mm. and couldn't do it. And then finally they did it right. I do remember that, Finsky. Yes. Yeah, the Kansas. I had a really was... good time minting LA. Yeah. I had a blast. I know a lot of people don't and went broke, but I mean, I had a great time. I got so many Chinatowns and right next to the train. I thought I was a winner in a game of life. And then they broke my heart. They broke yeah. my heart. Well, that's I did expect that too. They broke our heart, cheese. They broke our yeah. heart. Sorry. Alcoholics oh Anonymous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Puppet, and I have a bunch of Staten Islands. <laughs> <laughs> I've just opened a GoFundMe. Yes. Yes. Oh, Actually, cheese. I think the Chinatowns are still uh, pretty pricey up there. They held yeah. their value. Yeah, they did. They did. I. I. I'm not selling any of mine. I still like it. I still think it's uh, the the architecture is beautiful and everything. We'll see. Maybe there'll be a note in the future I can help out with there. Never know. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for that. We managed to stretch that out a bit, and we can wrap it up now. <laughs> and Jazzy Jazz did send me through the snapshot, so I'm assuming we've got everybody here, and I'm just going to spin it. Here we go. So this is to play the the map asset wheel. I guess we got to change the name to... <laughs> oh, that's friend of the show, Mesmi. Mesmi. Now, Mesmi, you don't have to do anything for this this wheel. We just bump straight over to the next one, and you are guaranteed to win yourself a not shitty prize. Woohoo! <laughs> there we go. Let's see what Mesmi is going to win. So, Laban, I've got to get a Halloween sign for Laban. What do we got? Oh, it might be an umbrella. An umbrella. Thank you. Yay! And that's features more cheeses. Dragon Yay. art, that one. My dragon art. My dragon art. There's me. So that's an umbrella for there's me. I'll follow that probably late this evening, my time, Mesme. Unless if you want to be very proactive, like um now I I said Dr. Redbeats. i got to make a correction on that. It's not Dr. Redbeats. It's D. Redbeats, I believe. Apologies. And if I fuck that up again, apologies for a second time. Um, he was proactive and sent me. He went to the um, the Summer Aquatics factory property in San Francisco, and he found one and sent through a proactive swap. So if you wanted to do that, you could do that. That's That's very nice of him. No. Thank yeah. you for the offer, though. All right, I'll follow that up with you on the back end and we'll work out how we can get that into your hands. All right, that's all I've got. Unless anybody else has got something they want to chime in with, Chase. Where are we at? Um, good. We're good. To take us away, Calgon. <laughs> on that note. Stay fresh, cheese bags.
Are you looking for some of that quality outdoor decor? But you got no freaking idea where to go? Well, come on over to Samurai Aquatics and Decor for all your outdoor decor needs. Got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Yeah, just delete that. I'm still not ready. Sorry. Got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Well, maybe some kind of crappy ramshackle building that, I don't know, needs a bit of extra spunk to it or something. And stop mucking about and get yourself over to Samurai Aquatics Discord to see all our available stock. We've got loads of different decor to spend your pretend money on. We've got saunas to fire you up and ice baths to chew you the fudge out. Literally stock coming out of our ears. Grills, swings, seating and more. So much more. And if we don't got it, give us a buzz and we can probably make it. Get yourself on over to Samurai Aquatics at 30 Aqua Vista Way in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, Ligeti Split, and gorge yourself on outdoor decor.